Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Are you looking for a designer to help you with your next product or startup? When I'm not working on the show, I'm busy working as an award-winning chief design officer and have been doing software design for startups and other companies for over 20 years. I'm also a published author and recently sold a startup to a multi-billion dollar company. For more information, visit kevinhorick.com. That is K-E-V-I-N-H-O-R-E-K.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Anicio Rodriguez. He's the founder and CEO of IR Architects and AVR. Anicio, welcome to the show. Hi, how's it going? Nice to have, thank, thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to have you on the show. I, I think what you guys are doing is actually really innovative and cool. But maybe before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Absolutely. So I was uh, I was born in Mexico. Okay. Um, I came here to the United States when I was about a year and a half. grew Grew up in Long Beach in Compton, cool. in the South Bay area. Got you. Um, then from there I moved to Burbank, where I attended Woodbury University. Got my bachelor's in architecture school. Okay. What made you want to take architecture? Um, just out of curiosity. Yeah, you know, I've, I I always wanted to be an architect. I, I as far as I can remember, I thought. I don't know if I really understood what an architect was, but I wanted to build things. Okay. Um, I wanted to draw. And so, you know, it was, it was kind of a passion of mine. And, you know, in high school, I was able to really kind of understand it a little bit better and taking some of the drafting and architectural courses, which really allowed me to focus into, into that career. Very cool. So you, you get out of university. Walk me through your career up until doing your own thing. Yeah, so I, I I always I always specifically in architecture I always wanted to build homes. Okay. So right when I graduated from from uh, my university, uh, I got a job working um, at a custom luxury residential firm. Okay. And um, and that was that was huge for me. That was basically that was what I loved to do. That's what I wanted to do. Um, and I was able to get some great experience there. I was there for about five and a half years, plus or minus. Okay. Um, before I started my own practice. Okay. So, what made you decide to actually make the leap and and start your own company? I mean, at least for me, I my my father was a big entrepreneur. He tried a bunch of different businesses before he settled into what he does now. Okay. And so I I kind of understood it, and that's that was always a passion of mine. I wanted to run my own my own machine, and. Um, you know, I started it back in 2012, right when we were getting out of the the recession, right. um, and uh, it was it was kind of perfect timing. It was perfect timing for for me to take that leap. <laughs> no, very cool. So, I I know it's probably hard to describe, and and people can go to your website and, and check out kind of um, the the designs that you've done. But when I was looking, obviously you've done some huge homes. Um, I, I think the pool architecture 
to me anyway, seems really innovative and cool. So how do you describe the types of homes that you guys actually build? Well, we design homes that, that at least, at least from my perspective, we design uh, contemporary homes, contemporary, modern slash contemporary homes okay. that, that are obviously luxury. But I think most, most importantly, they, they tend to be, we, we like to focus on what we call a warm modern. Okay. So we, we incorporate a lot of uh, natural materials and water being one of them. Uh, we incorporate a lot of natural stones, natural woods. Uh, water elements, and then some green elements, some trees, landscaping, planting into our architecture so that the home doesn't feel, it doesn't have that stark modern feel. It has a little you. bit more of a of a warm modern. I got you. No, no, that, that totally makes sense. So was there any kind of designers or where do you draw a lot of your inspiration from? That's a great question. Um, you know, we live in, the, in an era now of, of Pinterest and Instagram and Facebook and the Internet, basically. So, you know, I, used to, we spend, I spend quite a bit of time kind of browsing through the different companies or different, different you know, content that's out, out there. And then a lot, of, a lot of it, though, however, is, you know, you spend some time kind of experimenting and where you think the, the, the new direction is going to be for the next wave of, of projects. And so, you know, we, um, we in the office here, we tend to have some, some design charrettes uh, okay. to go over different concepts um, and just to see kind of what's working, you know, different, different ideas, different design directions, different design cues from, from the past and pulling them forward and, and seeing if they're applicable. No, that that makes makes total sense. So I'm I'm curious to know. I, I get it's probably a little bit different depending on obviously size of house and and who the clients for. But is there like a typical process that you guys kind of follow, or or walk us through maybe how you go from getting a new client to actually getting the thing kind of where they can move in? Like walk us through that process. I get it's a little bit probably different, but I think you could probably give us a, a decent overview. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yes. Every so every project, um, we we do get clients that ask us, you know, could we just copy one project into another, mm-hmm. into a different job site? And the answer is no, you can't, um, for a variety of reasons. But building here in the city of LA, um, the codes are extremely um, intricate, right? And uh, and so w- one of the fundamentals before we start designing is we we try to gather as much information as possible on the site. So different code restrictions, different HOA requirements, um, the different zoning uh, limitations, uh, with the surveyor understanding the topography. We, our firm tends to specialize in hillside construction. Okay. So why, why is that? Just out of curiosity. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. No. I, I think. Um, I think we. I, I think at least for me personally, we've always kind of aspired to take on the more challenging projects. Okay. And uh, when we started our practice, we always took on these these difficult job sites, and so we kind of we have a we have I wouldn't say uh, an expertise, but we have a knack for 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 loving to do these really complicated job sites. Okay. And so so because of that, though, however, we've learned a lot of you know how to deal with the different different contours, different site conditions, and really really kind of 
embrace their challenges into the design of the projects. Okay, no, that makes that makes total sense. Um, and, and, and then and, go ahead. Sorry, keep going. Sorry, sorry. And then so once we understand a firm grasp on our limitations, then we start to design with basically with the idea of you know what are we trying to accomplish on the job site? You know gotcha. what are the priorities of the project? Views, privacy, open space, tall ceilings tends to be the the general you know the general items that everybody is looking for. Got you. You know, and then you get into the nuances of of what everybody specifically needs for their projects. No, that make that makes total sense. So, walk us through what AVR is and how does it complement what you guys that do what you guys do at uh, IR Architects. Yeah, absolutely. So, AVR Studio Architectural Virtual Reality is a studio that we started. Oof, I want to say about three and a half years ago, plus okay. or minus. Very cool. Um, and we really, we really started it because we were working on these these extremely, you know, large projects, you know, sure. 10, 15, 20,000 square foot homes, where, you know, as you're drawing it, you, you tend to lose the scale of the house. Okay. And what I mean by that is, you know, the, the rooms start getting so big and everything starts getting so big that, you know, it, it just, you kind of you lose the scale of it, and so AVR Studio really allowed us to kind of go back into the projects, um, understand on a human scale, you know exactly what the project has, the different intricacies to each of each of the each of the sites and each of the designs, okay. and really understand what we're trying to build, and get in front of any design conflicts that we have, you know, get in front of any design potential design changes that we want to make earlier in the process. So that, you know, if you really want to get rid of a column in a corner or if you really want to open up a window a little bit more, you're able to do it before the engineers get involved. That way, you know, you kind of spare the, the, the re-engineering fees um, and you really are able to kind of pull the project or the client back into the project so they can see why, you know, we need to spend that extra money on, on specific, you know, specific elements. Smart. Okay. No, that that makes total sense. And then you basically build them their home in in VR, and they can kind of wander through. Is that how that works, or, or walk us through? Yeah. That? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. So once once we've designed the project, we basically take our project into VR. Okay. Um, and it's done in three phases. Uh, the first phase is a drywall phase, where the project appears to be in complete drywall, so no textures, and we just walk the space to see if it feels correct you know gotcha. if the scale is right if the ceilings are good the openings are good the space is big enough you know because that's a very a very difficult conversation to have which is is this room big enough for yeah. you yeah um you know how do you measure that how, how can somebody even respond to that so with with avr we're able to have that conversation put on a headset um and walk it together and see if it's big enough and you know nine times out of ten you'll be amazed on you know what? What somebody believes is too big or too small, and um, and we're able to kind of dial that in. Once we get through that phase, then we go into the next phase, which is the interpretation model, which is where we begin to apply all the textures throughout the house, apply furniture to give you some scale, um, and really kind of begin to interpret the, the design, basically of what what is being proposed without getting into too high, high detail or on the finishes, just because, you know, the client needs to, you know, they need to feel like they can still make changes and it's not final. 
Right. And they come in and they usually give us a lot of great feedback. Um, you know, and you know, and we go into different color schemes, different floor finishes, floor treatments, you know, and, and it, it actually in the VR we're able to to a do to um model a day scene and a night scene so uh, we have lights interesting we have different reflections to really make sure that we capture sight lines privacy issues from the neighbors from different spaces different spatial relationships really kind of get into that with with all the textures and then once once that that phase is done and the project is satisfied with everything that we've done then we get into what we call the high high detail pass, where we go in and we really kind of flush out all the different conditions, put in all the lighting exactly the way you know the way it's being proposed: backlighting, indirect lighting, cove lighting, pool lighting, um, and really kind of swap out all the furniture for the actual furniture that the clients either really like or intend to install in their house, and uh, and that's kind of the process, you know, and it takes takes about three months plus or minus depending on the scale of the house and sure. the client's availability um but you know in my from my side it uh it really allows the clients to understand what we're doing it's really to understand it to to feel it and uh and to uh, you know to eliminate the, those big surprises uh once you start construction sure do you also give the the virtual reality experience to the people actually building the house so they can Go, go through it as well and make sure that they build exactly kind of what the client signed off on? Absolutely. Absolutely. We, um, we do it in VR uh, for the builders once, once they're bidding the project. Right. To basically, you know, because it's a, it's a great tool to communicate. Sure. Because, you know, you're taking information that's two-dimensionally in plans right. and in drawings and then putting it in a three-dimension phase to a scale that they can walk and they usually have a great amount of feedback. They see different detail conditions, what we're trying to accomplish in different areas, and they're able to give us feedback. Oh, okay, we got to make sure we coordinate, you know, X, right? You know, these materials with this trade, and oh, I, I didn't understand you guys were trying to do that, and you know, and it's it's great because it eliminates it eliminates the change orders, it eliminates that that ugly conversation down the line of oh, that's not what we did. You know, where, you know, you're sitting there and you're like, well, it's in the drawings. And in the end, you know, if, if it's not in, in their budget, if it's not in the, in, the, in, the, in the proposal that they gave us, it's going to be an extra, which is just going to, you know, eventually, you know, rub everybody the wrong way. <laughs> no, no, totally. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm curious, though, to get your thoughts on how did you guys kind of – because you're basically – obviously like you need the traditional architecture skills and whatnot, but you guys are very much a tech company as well. And how did you bridge that transition? Was it hard? Was it difficult? A bit of both walk us through kind of integrating technology into your business. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely complicated um, primarily because you're changing the way the workflow works, Totally, the way we design. Um, and that is not, that is one, not easy to, uh, receive a lot of friction from everybody because, you know, why, why change something that's working? Um, and, uh, and three on the technology side, I, I do not have a tech, a big tech background. So, um, I have two partners, Craig and and Cameron, Craig Tolliver, uh, and Cameron, 
and uh, they they came on board and they really helped you know iron out all of the kinks basically in, in the different elements of you know making sure that you know you know something that a lot of people don't know but VR units and real units are not the same, even though you would imagine that they are. Sure. We had to develop a special formula to make sure that what we're seeing in VR matches what we are seeing in real life. And so ah, that, that, that was a little tricky. That was a little tricky because, you know, you would imagine that, you know, one, one inch in VR is one inch in, real, in the real world. And it wasn't the case. And it, it took some, some troubleshooting to accomplish that. And then, some different, just some practical, you know, some practical tools that needed to be, you know, baked into this, into the, into our, our code, into our programs, because, you know, the, the tech has to be very practical for our clients. It right. cannot be something where it's like a gaming experience. It has to be very user-friendly, very intuitive. And, um, and that took a little bit of time. Um, in the troubleshooting of it, and then I think the biggest part that we that I take a lot of pride in is you don't get dizzy in the VR experience. Yeah, um, it's a very high. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a very high quality product that you know that people can spend a lot of time in without it uh, without it affecting them because you know a lot of times you get you get a bad VR experience and yep. you never want to put it on again. <laughs> yeah, if it makes you nauseous, that's probably the first and only time you try VR, right? Yeah. Interesting. So how did you kind of come through some of those technical challenges? Well, I mean, it was it was tricky. A lot of it is, I mean, Cameron has a coding background. Okay. Um, a coding and gaming background. Gotcha. Craig has a gaming and architecture background, which was paramount. Sure. To bridge, kind of, to begin to bridge the gaps, and a lot of it is just, you know, be, you know, you got to be willing to try it. You yeah, know, it's, okay. it's, it's not a plug and play type, you know, system. We we built it from the ground up, and you know, and and it's just asking the the simple questions like, why doesn't it do this? Okay. And everybody looks at each other, and and the answer is, well, let's go figure it out. Okay. <laughs> let's go figure out how to make that work, and and then you know, and then understanding that we are architects. So it has to be accurate. Right. Accuracy is is fundamental to this to this working, right? If it's not accurate, then it's just a game. And if we're playing the game, then you know how how is that a tool, so to speak? Sure. Well, so, and then I'm assuming you've tried a bunch of different VR headsets and and picked the best one that works for you guys. Yeah. So we actually on a on a yearly basis we we buy a ton of headsets. We uh, may buy sure. 10 or 15 headsets that are on the market. Um, and only what, what, what we, you know, it's, there's some really cool ones. There's some nice 4k and 8k experiences that are coming out, Yep. but it's not the, it's not the headset per se. It's, it's a whole combination, Okay. but it's gotta be the headset. It's gotta be the hardware that comes with it. Sure. It's gotta be the, 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 the input, you know, the data that we're putting into it has to jive with that. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, you know, they're 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 not there yet. So like we tend to present in a HTC Vive okay. uh, headset okay. just because we find that to be the the best headset that that gives you the best quality. Got you. However, however, we develop in um in the Oculus. Right. And the okay. Oculus has come a long way, but 
the Oculus still has that bending on the horizon, you know, that kind of yeah. gets people a little dizzy. Yeah. So, again, it's just quality, right? It's, it's got to be a high, high-quality headset. And we bought a ton, um, I, I, uh, a ton of the 8K and 4K headsets, and they're just not there yet. They're really cool, but, you know, the, 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 the hardware that's required to run them, their, their stability is not quite there yet. And then, you know, the inputs, you know, the amount of data that we got put in, you know, it's, it's just too complex. Sure. No, that, and it's interesting. So for actually modeling, um, some of the, the textures that, and materials, did you guys find a lot online? Did you sample a bunch? Walk us through getting some of that. Cause that's gotta be tricky in itself. Oh, absolutely. Textures is a whole, it's a whole nother kind of category in itself. And that would actually be a great question for Craig. Okay. Who I don't have with me here, Sure, no, it's but cool. he, we, we build our, our textures. So we, okay. every, all of our textures are in 4k. Gotcha. So we, all of our textures are in 4k and they're, they're either, they're, they're all made using different software. Um, we, we obviously cannot have a lot of patterns. Right. You know, like in yeah. wood patterns and stone patterns. So they tend to be a really large, it tends to be a really large texture so that it, you don't see the repetition. Gotcha. Um, the reflectiveness, the bumps. I mean, Craig, Craig, can, Craig can elaborate a lot more than I can on this, but sure. it, it, is an ex, it is an art all in itself. <laughs> no, fair enough. That's kind of what I, I, I figured. It, it sounds like people think it's so simple, some of this stuff, but... There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that goes into all this, right? Yeah, I mean, I can tell you this much. So when I started AVR, I thought I was just adding a division to the architecture practice. Okay. Um, now, now that we're finished, now that I understand it, I I built basically an animation studio. Sure. It's an entire, it's an entire different machine that is separate from architecture. It obviously does architecture. Right. But the lighting, the textures, the um, the modeling, just you know, because we're in VR, the amount of polygons is mission critical to how this this experience runs, and it's just so different. It's it's such a totally different way of thinking that that it's not something you would typically bring into an architecture house. It's 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 very complicated. Sure. So, do you work with other architecture firms or? Or not really? No, we do. We absolutely do. We work with other interior design and architecture firms. Okay. Um, we we model basically their designs and you know and and kind of texture there for them. A lot of times, the the the, the challenging part to VR is we're going to see everything, right? We're gonna uh. we're gonna expose everything. So if something hasn't been thought about or, or you know, looked at or designed, right. we're going to find it. And you're, you're going to find it purely because you can walk. So our VR experience is a, is a free walk okay. kind of platform. So you can walk everywhere. We're not controlling what you can see or can't see. Got you. And so, so you know, it's, we get into these conversations. And so, but for them, because we are, you know, because we do have, you know, the, the architecture part of the company that 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 you know avr was founded on so we can bridge the gaps for them so a lot right. of times if you know if they haven't really designed different closets or bathrooms or gyms or whatever it is we can just we can just kind of fill the gaps but um but yeah it's a great tool and we love working with other architects it's you, you learn a lot 
No, no, very, very cool. Are you guys doing anything in the AR space or, or not really? Um, we, we are, we are, um, that's a lot, that's a little more, um, kind of in R and D department right now. Got you. Um, okay. especially with the new, with the new headsets that came out for the, uh, for the Oculus. Yeah. That now have the cameras, the capability to do AR. Yeah. Which is great. Um, but n nothing that is, um, that is on the market for us specifically. We, we've done a lot of prototyping on the, um, the HoloLens, which yeah. is really cool. Sure. Um, but you know, the field of view is too small, yeah. even on the new one. So, you know, we, it's, it's, it's in the R and D department <laughs> it's no, not ready yet for, for public consumption. Fair enough. No. I, and what I love about companies like what you guys are doing is so many people, I think wrote VR off too early and they were just like, well, that's just for simple games or like a, a little experience you try a couple times, but you guys are actually providing something that adds a lot of value and a really good use in the real world, kind of outside of gaming, which which I thought was really cool when I first got introduced to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I like to believe that we're using VR as a tool, sure. right? It's it's not a it's not going to solve anything per se, but it's a tool, and when used correctly with you know with a whole variety of other tools, it complements very well and. And it again, it can save a lot of money, a lot of money, a lot of delays, a lot of a lot of just a lot of agitation. You know, making the, I don't know if you've ever built, you know, if you've ever built your own house yeah, and made a yeah. remodel to your house. Yeah. But you know, once you're on the field and you want to make changes, man, that is that's complicated. It yep. could be as expensive as what you were trying to accomplish <laughs> when you started. Totally. So, so the VR tool really allows you to. To get in front of it, you know, you're not going to solve everything, but if you could anticipate 80%, 90% of your revisions, oh man, that's a lot of money saved. Totally. Well, and I think too, just understanding like, ooh, this bedroom's too small or too big or I need more closet space or you know what, I I need a plug in this pantry or something. I don't know. Like simple stuff like that, you're right, that could be such a pain to do later or, or very costly you, that you probably never do if you can catch those things when it's literally just a 3d rendering in vr is way better than like uh oh we gotta like demolish this wall and move this out right yeah exactly and, and then there's other things that are like very important to somebody but you don't know until they're in the space right sure so they they may value like oh i need to have a drain here because i wash my dog and, you know, uh, I need to make sure that the whole, you know, like there's all these things that you just don't know, but they walk in and they, they instantly have their checklist because right. they live in their space, right? They have sure. their own checklist and instantly they're telling you, oh, I got to put my broom here. No, no, no. The dishwasher has to go on this side. Um, no, no, no. This window's too tall. It needs to be shorter or vice versa. I need more space between my counters because that's all very personal, right? Like. Sure. The standard, you know, the standard counter height is 36 inches. Right. But that that's just standard. It could be a little lower and it could be a little higher. Um, and that's something you get you could kind of nail down with VR. You could really get in there and see it. Sure. So did you guys build your own kind of interface tools for, for people to kind of move and interact with things? Or, or how does that work? Yeah. So we, we built our own kind of navigation, okay. our own interface, our own avatars. 
Uh, we have material catalogs so that we can control what you see live. So we can gotcha. change materials. We can change the setting. Sure. Uh, we can furnish in VR live. Um, so we, we, we've, again, we've done kind of our own coding basically gotcha. to accomplish that. And it, uh, most of it is just done through, um, through just, you know, different people trying it on and, and giving us feedback. Okay. Very cool. Cause yeah, that, that would be interesting. Cause if you're like, I want to see my kitchen in a dark theme or in a like white, for example, you can do that live and I can, I can kind of see that. Yeah. That's yeah. very so we cool. Can actually. Pictures. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a lot of times, like, you know, you're contemplating between a, you know, a white stone versus a dark stone and we can run different schemes and you can see what a white stone looks like in that, you know, if if it's going to make it feel too small or too big. Um, It's pretty cool. I mean, again, and and you're able to see it to scale in the space. I mean, that's pretty amazing. No, totally. And then you, I think you touched on it earlier. Um, you also work with interior designers. So obviously, depending on budget, if I'm buying stuff from a store or getting it custom made, it's going to be quite different. But if you can show me basically how my living room and my kitchen and my family room is all laid out with roughly the furniture I'm going to get or if I can afford it to get custom stuff made is also really cool, right? Yeah, I mean, th- that's the other part, like, like we have catalogs of furniture in our VR that you can, you know, select and it can place. But a lot of times when you get into these really large projects or these really large homes, you kind of can't buy, you know, furniture that's that's yeah. made. You end up having to make a lot of it. You could use some, but you end up making customs, you know, living room sets, custom dining room sets, custom master bedroom sets. And... And in the VR, you, you can you can literally see we, we build custom furniture if they've designed it. We build it in and we put it in and you see it and it just feels right. It's to the right scale. It's sure. the right size. It's in the right direction. And that's something that, you know, you, you, you wouldn't be able to quite understand from a floor plan perspective. Sure. Well, and then it also gives the interior designer the ability to kind of design around what you've picked or at least help you pick what you're doing and then the furniture kind of gets designed around that, which is actually really interesting because then everything like matches perfect, right? Or as perfect as it can be. As it can be, exactly. Or what you can afford to do in your budget, right? Like you don't have the money to do everything custom. Well, then you do your, you know, your, your public spaces, your, your, your living room, your dining room, your, your family room, so to speak. The spaces that are very important to you and then everything else you, you, you know, you stage accordingly. Sure. No, that so, that makes sense. Pretty cool. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. And is there like what's roughly the cost? I'm I'm sure it depends on how how much time, but like do you guys have a rough range or at least a starting cost of what it takes to get something in VR and I can walk through? We do. Absolutely, absolutely. That's a great question. Um so typically in VR we because we've been doing this for a while and Sure. And obviously, when we first started, it was it was quite expensive just because it took everything took so long. But we we streamed we streamlined our process down. Um, right now, we're about right around a dollar a square foot. Okay, um, so that's really affordable, it, actually. It, it is. It's very affordable for for the for the value that you're going to get. It's extremely affordable. Um, and dollar a square foot is for something that's fairly 
straightforward, you know, and you have a pretty well documented package gotcha. that we can that we can kind of hang our head on. Yeah. Um, but the average tends to be about a dollar fifty. It's probably where it's at. And okay. on the high end, like on a really nicely detailed um, package that has interiors and lighting and whole kit and caboodle. It tends to be that'll be probably in the two fifty range. Okay, still um, not bad. Just though. because everything is, no, 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 not bad at all. But it's just because you know we're building yeah. custom everything. We're effectively building your entire house in sure. VR. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, but I'm also like just to give people some perspective, the homes you're building are are what tens of millions times yeah, so, or more. So yeah. like spending yeah, an extra, so, you know. Twenty or thirty thousand dollars or more when you're spending that much money, it's kind of a drop in the bucket, right? I mean, it's the value, right? At least from my perspective, yes. Yeah, so the homes tend to be in the range of the the, the total exit tends to be between fifteen twenty million to north of a hundred million. Sure. So if you're doing those kinds of numbers and we can execute your design and you can see it. For like you said, twenty grand, fifteen grand, thirty grand, something in that vicinity, it's uh, it's cheap insurance, you know, from my perspective. Yeah, no, I I hundred percent agree. That that's quite interesting. So where do you kind of see VR going, either inside uh, your industry or outside the industry? Do you have any predictions or thoughts or because you've played with a yeah. ton of the headsets and you're very much on the cutting edge of this stuff. <laughs> yes, we, we yes we, we we attend a lot of the the trade shows. And sure, I see VR. I see VR is actually making a pretty big transition from a gaming platform to okay. a tool. Um, it, it really is, and and uh, the, I think the the only item that's holding it back is is just the hardware. Interesting. It's just you know the just being tethered is is you know it's not it's yeah. not acceptable. However, all the all the the standalone headsets. The, the you know the the computing power is just not there to deliver a quality VR experience. So, but you know it's getting there. It's getting there. You, the the new Oculus is great. I mean the headset is awesome. Sure. You know, and the 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 way even it, the way it hooks up to the to the laptop is great. And so, you know, everything is just it's just getting better. And and in my opinion, you know, we live in the in the information you know age where everybody wants to know. And you'd be amazed how with designs, you know, they clients don't really know what they're getting. They kind of have a brief understanding and they don't. It's all based on trust. Right. And the VR is starting to break down those barrier, barriers. You know, you get to, like, you could do a VR experience of Europe, you know, and you can see it kind of before you go. Make sure you like it. Yeah, interesting. And so it's, it's, it's becoming less gaming more of a tool to see exactly what you're getting and and it'll get there it'll it'll, it'll get there and it's it's going to be the future it's it's not if it is when interesting and from my perspective at least and you know i think in two three years you're going to see leaps and bounds in the industry no that that makes a lot of sense and yeah you're right being kind of tethered to a computer that you can't really move around well you can but like you can't like walk away right right now anyway unless yeah. you buy some of the newer uh headsets but you're right they're in, in what you guys are trying to do you basically need a really good uh high-end kind of computer to run at least the higher end uh vr stuff right exactly no. exactly if you're running 
gigabytes of information. Sure. It's hard to put it through a, a mobile headset. No, very cool. So I, I'm curious, do you only do VR stuff for kind of clients in the California area or have you sent stuff outside of California? Because I'm assuming as long as they have the VR headset and the hardware, you can just send them the files over the internet and they can basically run them wherever globally. Like what are your thoughts around yeah, yeah, that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We've, we've got some clients that are out of state. Okay. Um, and, and we've, and we've streamlined our, our, our process and, and, and kind of the delivery process where you basically get a simple link. Yeah. Um, it downloads right to your desktop okay. and you double click it and you're right into the VR environment. So it's, uh, it's quite simple. And now with the new Oculus, um, without having to do any of the, the, the cameras, you know, the base, yeah. the, the sensors that go on either side. Now you just literally plug in, you put on your headset and you're good to go. Um, and once we don't have to plug in, then yeah. it's, then it's going to be super simple. Yeah, I guess. Hey, like it's already pretty simple, but yeah, you're right. Once you're kind of automatically connected. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, and I'm assuming too, that then if, if I get, if I'm building a home and, and you guys do it, you could, and I have the headset, I could literally do it in my own home. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, we have a plan. Absolutely. For our clients, once we get going, yeah, we usually, um, we usually send you a, a, like a, a set, a headset and a gotcha. laptop. I got Basically, you. so while we're going through the design process, you have a full setup in your house, Very cool. and you're just you're getting live updates. And once we're done, obviously we send it, we pick everything up. Sure. But uh, yeah, it's a great it's a great tool. No, that's that's very cool. But we're kind of coming to the end of the show, so how about we close with mentioning where people can get more information about b both companies and uh, any other links you want to mention? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, always, uh, for the architecture side, you could go to irarchitects.us. Um, and there you'll see kind of the, the, the process of what we do and, uh, and, you know, the projects that we're working on. And for the virtual reality, for architectural virtual reality, or I call it AVR Studio, you go to avrstudio.us as well. And that kind of has uh, some nice tabs that are explain who we are, what we do, clients, and careers, and, and it has a great video that explains kind of a little bit of what we've been chatting about here, uh, so that you can see it on your, you know, on your, on your, uh, when you're sitting around, you have some time to watch a video. Very cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time under your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you, and have a good rest of your day. Awesome. Same here. Thank you. Have a great week. Thank you. You too. Bye. Alrighty. Bye. Hey. I, hey, I, hey. I thought that was really good, man. How did you feel about that? I thought it went really well. Yeah, we covered a ton of stuff. I'm, I'm happy with how it turned out. Um, I'll let you guys know kind of once it's edited and up online. And uh, yeah, very cool, man. I, I love what you guys are doing. I think it's really cool. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's really cutting edge. Yeah. It's really cutting edge. And, you know, and it, at least on my architecture side, man, it, it gives us such leverage where you know, nobody, nobody's really doing this. Um, so, sure. you know, any projects that we really go after, it, it, you know, it renders a market, it renders at least our market uh, with very little competition. Yeah, I can imagine because, yeah, you're right. Like giving somebody, 
Well, yeah, just being able to give them basically like their home before it's even constructed and they can decide and make changes and walk through it is, yeah, there's nothing that compares to that, right? No, no, no. And, and, and you know, you hear about architecture and VR, yeah. but it's always in like huge projects, stadiums, yeah. or like huge, like we're talking about bringing it to your house. You know, yeah. where you can, this is where you are going to spend time. So it's, it's a great tool. No, very cool, man. Great tool. Um, all right. Well, I'll let you guys know when this is up and, uh, you know, thanks again for doing it, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.